I was always just the first one, like, yes, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll be right there. And, you know, I had, because of that, I had opportunities to work right next to amazing chiropractors, you know, in Canada. And I got to work alongside of different therapists that were treating athletes just because I was always the one going, yes, please. Yes, I'll go. Welcome everybody to another week of Funny Business. Today with me, I have Jacqueline Wilms. She runs a personal training company and uh, she used to own a, a wine store, uh, but we'll, we'll dive into that uh, here in a second. Jacqueline, how are you today? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing just dandy. We're super excited to have you on the show today. Before we dive into all the business goodness, I'd love to hear more about who you are as a person. So where, where'd you come from? Where'd you grow up? And what was your childhood like? I grew up in a small town just outside of Toronto in Canada called Niagara-on-the-Lake. And in Niagara-on-the-Lake, it was, you know, in the middle of vineyards and orchards. So I was always outside. So it was kind of inevitable that I traveled along this path, but I didn't know that as a child. And I was just always involved in recreational sports and organized teams and, you know, even martial arts, just anything that was, you know, active and physical. I, I was there. Team sports, one-on-one. I was, I was always, you know, jumping in on those those types of activities. That's cool that you had that background. So, okay, so you went from being just always fit, always uh, just being active in general. Uh, how did that transition into adulthood, into the path that you're on today? Uh, I mean, for a long time, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to be. I thought I wanted to be a nurse, and then I thought I wanted to own a funeral home because, you know, that's a whole other story. But I thought, you know, it always did lead to the body, but say back then now this is like you know 13 14 years ago I didn't know becoming a personal trainer was even an option I didn't really know that that was a career path so I narrowed it down to being a dietitian Mm. so I thought I was going to be down the path to be a dietitian maybe a nurse um, but our local colleges and universities weren't offering anything like that so I thought I would just start with a fitness and health diploma program. And then I would venture, you know, out of out of my hometown into, you know, the big city of Toronto and and pursue that then. But after I graduated and I got my diploma, I just started to gravitate towards helping people move better mm. and and live a more balanced lifestyle. And that just that just sort of started evolving. And it probably wasn't into the second year of doing it. I was like, this is my purpose. And it just kind of just clicked and I just kind of and ended up there because I was like, I don't really want to go to university yet. It's out of town. I'll just stay here. I'll just do this for now with a bigger goal to do that. But as I started to get clients, it was just, it was just so natural. So it just, it was kind of just one thing sort of led to another. And, and I realized I was like, this all makes so much sense. So it was kind of just going with the flow a lot too, just letting everything evolve and, you know, one step at a time. Nice. What insights did you discover as it came to, because obviously you had to be professional and be an expert in what you're offering in your service, but what insights did you learn over the years about how to run the business and how to be the best professional that you could be? Um, to never give up. And if something doesn't, doesn't work, you just pivot. You just mm. try something different. You just maybe, maybe it's just trying the same thing on a different day. Um, because you never know who's going to hear or see something in the right timing. So just because you put one thing out, one idea, out, one piece of marketing out, or maybe you reached out to someone and that maybe flopped, really not taking it personally. And it, it is just business. So just keep trying, get up, keep trying, get up, keep trying. And then one day it will just click and, and switch. And you don't know when that moment's going to be, but, and then being very resilient and 
have the ability to have limitless flexibility in that as well. Sounds like you've come up against quite a few roadblocks in your days. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like being an entrepreneur is just all, all about roadblocks. And I think actually loving those roadblocks mm. is part of being an entrepreneur because you almost have to um, think of it as a little bit of like a game. Okay, mm. that didn't work. Then we'll, you know, we'll navigate over here and we'll navigate over here. And not every decision that you make is going to be the right one. And that is the best way to learn. And that's really what the wine store did for me is it allowed me to learn what worked and what didn't work when it comes to you know, marketing and customer relations and HR and that, all that kind of stuff, but really just diving in, like just dive in. And that's, that's how you're going to learn, get it wrong. And then that's how you're going to learn. So let's talk about the wine store uh, really quick. Yeah. You were telling me a little bit earlier that you were very, very young when you started this wine store. What was that process like between doing your personal training stuff and that simultaneously? Uh, it was it was very busy and it did feel very disjointed. So I had to take a step back and go, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard in two different fields? And I realized that I was in the wine store because I wanted to not only learn something new, but teach myself really what I was capable of. Because mm. I was not only owning a business very new because I was only 21, but learning a, a product that I didn't know a whole lot about. So I had to, you know, then hire the people and, and learn the process in case I had to step in. So it's just, I just dove right in. So you kind of have no, no choice. You just make a decision, you dive in, and then you do, you do learn. You do have the ability. We all have the ability to learn. So what were some of your earliest business mistakes that you made and what did you learn from them? You know what? I don't know if it's so early because I feel like the early stages are just for growth and mistakes anyway. So I don't I don't know if I took those so much as feeling like mistakes. As you as each year goes by, you want to feel like you're not making the mistakes again. And I would say probably that if you want to call it mistakes, I mean I really don't believe there are any mistakes. I feel like everything brings you to where you need to be and everything happens for a reason. So I'm going to say this wasn't a mistake. But I would say the latest big learning opportunity for me was expanding too big, getting my studio too big and getting too many trainers. And there wasn't the, the return that I thought that we were going to see. So just that bigger isn't always better. Mm. And then through this pandemic, really bringing your business online, which I've also done, is, is huge because there's no, there's less overhead, there's less things to worry about in a brick and mortar setting. There's different things to, to think about and, and continuously work on, but transitioning out of a brick and mortar situation, I think was a, the, the biggest learning curve for me. So it always seems like there's somebody else out there in the world who seems to be doing better than you are right? I love the ideology that good artists create on their own or they borrow, but great artists steal. So my question is, what did you steal from somebody else and how have you made it your own for your business? Oh, I love that question. I love that because I totally do that. So every opportunity I got to work alongside of someone that either had more experience in me, more education than me, I was always just the first one like, yes, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll be right there. And, you know, I had, because of that, I had opportunities to work right next to amazing chiropractors, you know, in Canada. And I got to work alongside of different therapists that were treating athletes just because I was always the one going, yes, please. Yes, I'll go. And because of that, I was able to learn and, and steal their different modalities and their theories and really learn from their experiences. And I mean, I just dove right in and I said, can you actually do that on me so I can feel it? 
Mm. And then I was able to then take all of that over the years and make it my own. And now I kind of have a practice that's bigger than say personal training. I could, you know, maybe help you do things that a regular personal trainer maybe can't do just because of those experiences and things that I picked up on. So stepping even outside of like personal trainer patterns. So I wasn't picking up on different personal trainers is actually picking up on totally different practitioners within, within the field to make my scope of practice very unique. I love that. I love the diversification of the education. Uh, I think that speaks volumes to how you want to customize your own business. So owning your own business and you were talking about how you were expanding and things like that. There's a lot going on being an entrepreneur always. The life is go, 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 go. So for a lot of people, the name of the game is efficiency. So how do you achieve efficiency for your business? Well, I've lately started to call it my miracle morning. So everything revolves around your rituals and your routines. So starting that off early in the morning and well, ultimately it's going to bed at the right time. So starting that off the night before and getting to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time and then having a routine that that works for you every morning, but setting that time aside to either, you know, go for a walk and connect in nature or, you know, even a, a short meditation, some movement in the morning, and then starting every morning off with a warm lemon water, some journaling, just to really set myself up for the day. And then if something kind of comes at me that I'm already grounded and I have that foundation, so it's not going to totally blow me over or, you know, piss me off so much. So yeah. it's, it, it really comes from, you know, your routines and rituals and what I've been calling lately is my miracle morning routine. So how long did it take you to develop that efficiency pattern, the miracle morning? Well, I probably only really understood what it meant. I mean, I heard about it, but then I was just too busy in my same patterns up until the pandemic hit. I'm like, okay, why is this happening? Because I just feel like everything really does happen for a reason. So why, why is this happening and what can I learn and what can I do and grow from this? So, I mean, before I was in, I was in that rat race and I mean, I was moving forward, but I, but I know what I know now, if I would apply it then I would have moved forward faster and then I might not have done the expansion and maybe I would have, but I might've done something a little bit different, but something that, you know, stops you in your tracks. And that's why the pandemic I think was so beautiful for so many of us is that it made us stop and kind of step out of our normal routines and actually look at, you know, what should I change and what should I do differently? Because it's so easy to get up and do the same thing. And, you know, I eat, I eat the same thing for breakfast. I turn the same way out of my driveway. I do the same pace to work. And it's all these things you don't even realize that things are just going by and you're doing the same thing over and over and over. And you're just on that hamster wheel. So to answer your question within the last year. What do you like best about what you do? Being with people, talking to people, helping people. You know, I, I love like when we could actually touch them. I mean, now I'm pretty much 100% virtual, but actually, you know, touching people and, and feeling where they're holding stiffness, tightness, tension, pain in their body, and helping them to release it, and then seeing their face change, their emotions change, you know, then their relationships change, and their businesses change, because their physical body is lighter, leaner, and it's, it's just moving with more life, energy, and vibrancy, and that's just, I just love, I love, I love, love, love that. How do you stay up to date in your industry. You talked a little bit how in your past you had gotten a diversification of education through all those different or physical therapists or trainers, but mm-hmm. I would assume that you're not around those people as much anymore. So what do you do today? I would say it's, it's always just keeping your eyes open 
and always being ready to accept an opportunity or hear a tip because you don't know what that will click in your own head. I mean, I do a lot of reading and I try to follow, you know, the appropriate people on social media that are also right on, on the cusp. Because in the last year, I mean, mindsets become really big meditation. They, those they're all become bigger words in the last year, I think. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my practice has really evolved where bringing the physical body and the mindset together. I mean, that that's been huge for me. And I think it's been huge for, for, for a lot of people over this last year. So how do I stay? I, I would say social media has been a big one just because we've had to stay, you know, home, home more and, and reading and having time just to even just read old books. I mean, it doesn't need to come out, you know, today or tomorrow for it to be, for it to be, be new. It might be something that someone said a hundred years ago that might help you evolve what you do now. If you could go back to yourself when you were 20, and tell yourself any one piece of business advice, what would you have told yourself? Um, Two things, not to be scared. And that that everything happens for a reason and everything happens in divine time and not to force things. Just to kind of let things be a little bit more. Okay. I was always very very rigid. This has to happen here. And if this doesn't happen by this time, this doesn't happen by this time. Just to kind of let everything go with, with the flow. And I think... A lot of that would have to do with like relationships, business relationships, work relationships. I mean, even personal relationships, but the, that things, people come and go, things come and go. And that's all part, part of the flow. I mean, the podcast is called Funny Business. And part of being an entrepreneur is those roadblocks, exactly what you talked about. So my question is this, what's something that has come across your path that you've just had to laugh at yourself and then move forward from? Um, I mean, I'm kind of laughing all day, to be honest with you. Like what I think when you love what you do and when you truly are there to help people, you can kind of joke with them all the time. Mm -hmm. So I, it's just, it's very funny how people move. And I think you have to laugh at yourself. And if you don't take things more lightly, then I I think that's also a physical block. So I think laughing all the time, smiling all the time. I think all those things are just the release of energy to keep everything, everything flowing, but really answer your question. I mean, I mean, this might be kind of funny. I mean, it's not that funny, but it's kind of funny. Just when we switched to virtual, just Mm. where people thought their cameras were or were not. Oh, and they said, how do you like this view? Is this, can you see everything? And I thought, uh, uh uh-huh. Yes, I can. So maybe we're just going to, you know, next time we come around to do this particular exercise, why don't you just put the camera over there? I never, I never told them that. <laughs> I never told them that. I thought, okay. Because that's like real awkward. So like, hey, just put the camera, you know, over there and I'll be able to see it even better. <laughs> be able to see the full picture rather than. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see the full picture, not straight up your shorts. <laughs> so camera camera positioning in the virtual world of training oh yes i say that would be a pretty funny one. <laughs> oh yes i can understand that completely so what's the biggest challenge in your field that you've had to overcome to date technology okay. <laughs> technology actually flipping everything online and just you know you can waste a lot of time so it's just knowing that maybe the best thing to do is, is actually delegate and mm-hmm. Staying focused is hard too, because when you are an entrepreneur, you do wear many hats. So knowing when to delegate, because you can't do everything. 
I mean, yeah. jack of all trades, jack of none. So I think just really sticking to what you're good at and finding the people that can help you along the way. I mean, you're only as strong as the people closest to you in your community. So, you know, finding the people that can help you on your path are important. Okay. So who is the ideal client for you? Ideal client. I mean, this is like true, like business 101 question, right? Who is your avatar? I mean, I, I want to say everybody. And I think that's the biggest downfall in business because you can't help everybody. So, somebody that really wants to make a breakthrough and somebody that is an entrepreneur and I would say 45 plus, but someone that really wants to make a big change in life, but has had enough life experience to know that they're their routines and their rituals are very important and maybe the way that they've been doing things need to be tweaked a little bit. So someone that has enough understanding that they know they need to, they need to change something to change the trajectory for maybe the maybe the last quarter of their life or the second last quarter of their life and you know I'm there to help them do that. Cool. Uh, where should people go to be able to find out more about you and your business? They can find me on Instagram at Jacqueline Wilms Health. Um, that'd probably be, yeah, the easiest way. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on the show today. For those of you at home, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share this with a friend. See you guys next week. Want to learn the tricks of our trade? We have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon Brothers University. This isn't surface level stuff here. This is our entire playbook, all our secrets laid out in full, the same training we give our own employees. You'll find courses on ad buying, writing video scripts to sell your product or service, creating the kind of large production ads we're known for, even making short ads using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harmon Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, and most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers. Go to HarmanBrothersUniversity.com to start accelerating your business's growth with video.